those, you're like, oh, I should take gaps here. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've got gaps there. Yeah. That's good. Right. Even if we don't have a sermon on Sunday, we're going to have communion, and that's what we're supposed to. I mean, if we're, if, if we're believing our theology, we don't need the sermon. Have we have the table? Mm. In order to encounter Christ. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. well, some, like like I always said, we'll, the sermon creates the sac- sermon. Yeah. But you will find Jesus at the table. Yeah. Like always find Jesus yeah, at the yeah, table. Yeah. I mean, we we can we can proclaim, we can worship. Yeah. But if we don't, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. I always think about it as like it's the sermon that the point of the sermon is to get you to the table. Right. You yeah. know? I mean, hopefully it does, but sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> There's been times yeah. I've like actually had to like I reiterate something and people are like, oh, and then they actually help them understand it. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. I'm sure my phone's off. In the way, I'm Jeff. I'm Angela. But you got to pick up your microphone. <laughs> Hold it closer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a little rusty today. I know. We're on uh, episode two of doing this together. Yeah. So we're good. Had a little we gap, but we'll, yeah, we're gonna just get better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think um, I believe that we are we are afforded banter now. Okay. Because we. Because <laughs> I'm now it's my now I'm, now I'm a, a veteran. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 So what's going on? Oh well. Nice November day. We're in the cottage. Yep, we're in the cottage of Emmaus. Um, There's kids skateboarding outside. Yeah, today's All Souls Day. Mm. Good. It's good. It's a good day. Yeah, good day. Yeah, um, we have chickens. We have little baby chickens because we lost one chicken, and so then we had to go buy four baby chickens. I love the little baby chickens. Because you can't buy a single chicken. No, and And they're so cheap. And they're poor. Yeah, cheap, cheap. (laughs) <laughs> Gosh, so bad. And <laughs> well, and the, yeah, and we got bantams, the little ones oh, for my kids. Yeah, yeah. Because he's, I think. No one can see Jeff, but he's like actually holding. They his are so really little. Small to show how small they're the so are, little. So. Um, but I think my son is going to try to show for 4-H, and so that. Oh, like that's fun. You need the little ones to hold them because they're you have to hold them a long time. Because yeah. you're in your country, people now. We're super country. <laughs> You, I have so much Carhartt gear. <laughs> oh it's <gosh>. like <laughs> it's like your ultra. Ego. We only <laughs> shop at Tractor Supply, <laughs> upscale Walmart. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Fun. <laughs> so that's that's all the banter I got. Okay, me too. It's it's, it's Thursday afternoon. I know you had yeah you've had a week. It's been a week. So, so well, ju- let's talk prayer. Yeah. From chickens to prayer. Yeah. And. And so last time we talked about the Book of Common Prayer, which is good. It's a nice foundation. Mm-hmm. But today we're going to go into what, uh, I don't know, the real thing. Not the real thing. I think the other is also real. There are, it's, all, it's all real. <laughs> it's real because Jesus is real. But we're yeah. going to talk about the Bible. <laughs> yes. And praying the scriptures. Yes, yes. Right, praying, praying the Bible. So um, we talk about this often with Dar and NDI. Uh, Nazarene Discipleship International, which 
this podcast is kind of a part of um, mm -hmm. uh, for our for our district. And um, so one of the one of the questions, one of the ways that we talk about that is this question of are you listening to me like Jesus talking back right, and mm -hmm. speaking back and. If you have been around people who pray, you know that sometimes this gets woo-woo and weird. Yeah. Like, uncomfortably so, <laughs> where people yeah. are very sure that Jesus is talking to them. Right. In exactly the way that makes them not have to change anything about who they are. <laughs> it makes me less sure. Do you ever feel like people speak spend more time talking about what Jesus told them than it seems like they listened to yeah. what Jesus was telling them? Yeah. I mean, I'm... I don't know. I just I feel like we're really slow to just listen, mm -hmm. but we're really fast to come to a conclusion on what mm -hmm. Jesus is saying mm -hmm. and to tell people what Jesus is saying. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I learned that, and I learned that I was that person early on in, yeah, I guess I was in college, and my pastor told me he had gone to the church that he was at, and, uh, he, you know, he planned to be there for a few like you know s five six seven years whatever and then he was going to move on mm -hmm. and he was like i was just waiting for jesus to tell me i could go <laughs> and i was having this conversation with him he moved there the year i was born <laughs> and i was having this conversation <laughs> with him when i was 22 okay. and now i'm 36 and he's still there and okay. so <laughs> so like if you actually say no i need to like really truly hear and know that it's the lord yeah sometimes that shifts things and you're going to be someplace for decades yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe we're afraid of that. I'm kind of afraid of that. Yeah. Me too. Sometimes I'm afraid of what God's going to say. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. So that's kind of, that becomes the challenge of it, right? And the mm -hmm. risk of making yourself vulnerable in these things. But so Disciple by Jesus, we talked that question three is, are you listening to me? And oftentimes what we do there is we just kind of open up the word. Maybe it's someplace we planned. Maybe it's somebody that somebody, something that someone brought up in the conversation. And, um, and really what we try to do is just hear in what ways is the Lord speaking back? And it's looking for a key phrase that kind of jumps out. Mm -hmm. It's, um, and then kind of processing that together, going deeper on those things. Um, and we're often in a small group of four or five people. Um, yeah. And so, so that helps. And then oftentimes even kind of part of that too, will be responding. So we'll kind of have a, a journal or a slip of paper or something. We're kind of writing back to God. Yeah. Um, and putting ourselves in this, um, in a conversational place with them. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of yeah, great to be there. Uh. And it's, it's not, it's not complicated. I think we try to mm -hmm. like make lots of gimmicks or make it more complicated, but mm -hmm. I think if we can just, um, stop and listen or find maybe even a new way to listen, I think that's might be, um, something that helps me. It's not that I don't want to listen, but maybe I need to have a different way to listen, a different tool to help me listen. Mm. Do you have a story about that? Um, no, I was just thinking. <laughs> I was thinking about like Dio Divina. Oh, okay. So, so that's where <laughs> I was going. Yeah, yeah, which is very similar to what, yeah, what we you were just saying. talking about. Yeah. yeah, but tell us what people may have heard those words. Yeah, they might from have heard Lexio Divina too. Lexio. Yeah, Ooh. people say Lexio or they say Lectio. It's all your Latin, what whatever accent. Yes. <laughs> you have on your language, Latin. Th I think they both work. I don't think there's a right way, but. I was just going to say, um, and there's different ways people do this. Like mm. I've heard, I've heard many ways. I just, I was just going to describe a simple way that we've done it in our community. 
and usually we do it in a group setting. You can do it by yourself, but when we do it in a group setting, we'll just um, pray and just ask our hearts to be open. Like it might be we're going to read a passage that we've heard, you know, many, many times, but we're going to ask God to allow uh, our heart to be fresh and to hear it and to try to just really intently listen to it differently. Um, in our community, we'll usually light a candle, just a reminder that God's presence is with us, you know, as we're trying to hear what um, he has to say to us. And then um, we'll have someone read it. They'll, it could be just a parable. It could be a short passage from a letter. But we'll just, a lot of times we get to close our eyes, those of us who aren't the readers, and just hear it. And we'll, as we're hearing it, we're going to be listening for like maybe just one word. It could be a word I've never even heard before I've, or I've never noticed in this story or in this passage. Sometimes it's a phrase, and sometimes the first time I do it, I will why is that why did that word stick out to me and I don't understand and then we're gonna the second reading is we're gonna reflect so we're gonna um, meditate and we're not trying to make sense of it we're not trying to analyze it we're just trying to say God why did the word why did this word do this or why is this word coming up or why am I why am I noticing this word this time and it just asking God to give me some focus there and then we're gonna read it a third time and then that's when we respond. And as we respond, we're going to um, usually have a journal. We're going to record our thoughts because we forget things fast. <laughs> and we don't even, and we're right in the moment of even, we don't even have to have a, a solid way that we think God is telling us things. Maybe we're writing questions or maybe we're just saying, I remember one year the word abide. I could not let go of the word abide. And I'm like, God, what are you saying to me with the word abide? What does this mean for my life or even in the season that I'm in? And um, and then we're going to have a time to rest where we're just going to have about 10 minutes of we just contemplate and we let God kind of like kind of sift through our own thoughts with us and just try to have maybe even keep our eyes closed and try to just think about what is going on in this conversation with God and I based on probably something I've, I've heard several times, but now I'm taking time to take this piece of his word and let it speak to me. Mm-hmm. So, What's the ideal length of, is there an ideal length of like for um, people to chew on or meditate on? So usually the, the, about the last part, we do about 10 minutes, but I think the whole... No, I'm thinking the of the text, oh. the length of text. I don't know. I mean, I feel like the parables we... Or even a story when Jesus healed someone, they'll yeah. be longer. Yeah. But we can do those. I right. mean, because there's. Because it's a story. There's tangible things happening. Yeah. I think. I don't know. I think with the sh- with the more maybe the theological pieces of like maybe Romans or something, you could probably spend a lot of time in like five verses. You yeah. know what I mean? Or Just less. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or less. Or less. Yeah. I mean, I I'm sure someone's done like to divina on one verse. Oh man, a word. Yeah, I don't for know. sure. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I um. Yeah, I I always think of Reuben Welch, um, who was the chaplain at Point Loma in like the late 80s, I think. Um, oh, he was a chaplain yeah. when my dad was there. Okay. In the 70s. <laughs> 70s and, so. uh, and into the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, you know, I he was not working when I knew him or had interacted with him. But um, part of the thing about, I, I remember going to some conference zone in the Southern California district and he was leading this workshop. And he's like, well, you know, the last couple of years I've been reading Philippians um and just philippians and you know yeah. it's like four chapters and he's been reading the thing for two years um oh, good. and 
memorizing and processing mm-hmm. and all of this kind of stuff. Um, but he's like, and when I'm done with Philippians, I'll move on to something else. It's just taken me two years <laughs> to move through it. Okay. Um, I was like, oh, this guy knows what scripture is. And, yeah. um, you know, I yeah. uh, oftentimes we get tired of a book right <laughs> when a pastor is like uh two months into preaching through it yeah. um and you're sort of like ah like i i mean this was the impulse behind eugene peterson translated the message is like right like yeah. i want the people in my church to understand right. what i'm seeing right and to see how it like cuts into their life mm-hmm. and we've we have taken the scriptures and sort of like put them in a glass case and we put them over on the side and we pull them out when we need to reference something or yeah. come up with a rule. Um, but we don't see that they're a hand grenade, that we're holding like a live hand grenade. I, know. I think when I was younger, you know, I, I felt like I was, it's more like how much distance could I cover? And I don't know if that's just being, coming older or I've just it become. It says read the Bible at a year plan. Is <laughs> <what it> is. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Or I don't know, maybe it's a sign of being, I've been captured by this contemplative way, but a lot of times I find myself when someone's teaching, I'm like, wait, wait, why are we moving on? I need to stay here. Like I've been in Bible studies and I'm like, what is going on? We could just, let's just camp out here. And it's beautiful. And I, I feel like the older I get, the more, I don't know, I think I'm just getting slower. Like I just need to stay with things longer, but it, I, but you go deeper, right? Like it's, I don't know, it's, it's such a difference just being able to go deeper with a few things feels so much richer than trying to cover uh, more distance yeah when the psalms say i meditate on your word day and night like it literally means i chew the cud yeah exactly. yeah, <laughs> like yeah. i've got four stomachs for this kind of thing and i'm going to get every bit of nutrition i can <laughs> out of it yes um, yes we'll, we'll follow that model <laughs> which is I'm you know an old cow is what yeah the, <laughs> the bovine the bovine model of scriptural yeah. interpretation um yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I wonder, I don't know if, if you're listening to this and you want to speak back to us, please do. But mm-hmm. do you like have that sense of, man, I wish somebody would give me permission to just slow down mm-hmm. and to just stay slow and and to rest in this kind of thing. Um, and if you need permission from pastors, there's two pastors <laughs> right yeah. here telling you, telling you, you can. I mean, Jeff, I, 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 even in your own life, I'm just thinking probably the pieces of scripture that are most been most um forming to your soul you've probably visited them over and over again and then they don't get old i mean i I don't think like i mean i mean i come from a church that's what 17 years old now and we're we're the maya story which i know you also love the maya story (laughs) (laughs) because of your son but are you guys use that name but we we we've sat on that story for so long and we've we've still it's still not we still come back and God is still teaching us new things and he's still showing us new insights on this one story from the book of Luke. You know, it's, it's just so interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great story. Yeah. It's kind <laughs> of, I mean, some of us, we kind of feels like it becomes our story, you know, right. and then how God uses it in your life. Right. I mean, do you have something like that where you just, you just keep coming back to something? I was preaching not on it, but it, it was referenced on Sunday. Um, it was John 15. Um, and it was, which I know is a by what you were just saying, um, yeah, yeah. you know, but I, it, it was a very particular time in my life, uh, mm-hmm. relationship had fallen apart and uh, I mm-hmm. was like, I, yeah, anyway, I tell <laughs> this story of sometimes of like, I had moved out of this house where I was like doing ministry and like super engaged in a neighborhood and people's lives. And I was living in this apartment mm-hmm. 
I was going to get married. Mm-hmm. Then I wasn't going to get married. And mm-hmm. um, I in this apartment, like my computer had broken. I had no radio. Um, my phone didn't work. And so I would lit- I would be when I was in this apartment. Yeah, there was li- literally nothing that could make sound. Um, like other than <laughs> I didn't have a TV, like we didn't have internet. In your apartment. Yeah. <laughs> not my choice. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's not what I wanted. Uh, yeah. I did not want to be like in that kind of silence. And so, um, so I'd leave and I'd go to this 24 hour coffee shop that was close by and, um, kind of through my pastor just spent time like memorizing and abiding on John mm-hmm. 15 um, and kind of asking some of those questions. And it's still um, the way the way I think about that vine mm-hmm. in that chair, in that yeah. coffee shop, is yeah. still like a, much of what kind of forms me. Um, and um, so, yeah, so I, but it, it, that only comes when you, it, it helps to be in deep pain um, yeah, <laughs> and no. be like rethinking all of your life decisions. No kidding. Um, no. It just sort of opens you up to things in a different way. Yeah. Um, but, but I think too, just the, the capacity to spend the deep time. In yeah. it. Well, God was using, God was speaking to you that yeah. through, and then it becomes part of your story. And I think that's why it becomes so embedded that when things become part of your story, part of your form formation, you know, it's, yeah, it's hard to not feel like this ownership. Oh, that that was for me, right? You know, so right. yeah, that's um, good. So that's um, and again, I don't know that there was any structure to it um, in terms of lectio divina or you know, um, kind of questions or anything. But mm-hmm. but it was just and all of the all that those things are is just getting you ready to really listen, yeah, and to speak back, yeah, and to use the word of God. Aka the scriptures, mm-hmm, <laughs> right? Um, as um, as like the stuff of your life. So, Good. yeah. So uh, Israel used to do this, right? Like Christians didn't invent reading the Bible. No, no. Uh, <laughs> we may think that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we were talking before a little bit about Deuteronomy and like what it was for oh. Israel to be um, at work uh, and mm-hmm. and and the way they lived their lives was, was really kind of permeated. I'm, I'm sort of stuck right now on the way that um, we just don't even really have a concept of how alive with the spirit mm-hmm. um, they would have understood the world to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, and even like the most religious of us have no, we, we don't even touch it or come close because we're so convinced that there are kind of si- spheres of the world right, <laughs> where right, right. where Jesus doesn't apply. Right, right. Um yeah. but I like I read something like Deuteronomy six and it's just like, oh no, it was everywhere yeah. and on their foreheads and the backs of their hands and Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean I don't I, I we were talking earlier about even Deuteronomy six where it becomes such a part of them that Which that maybe we should say what it is. Do you want to give a like two second introduction to Deuteronomy oh, yes, six? Sorry, I, I should yeah just to <laughs> yeah. call it up in people's For those minds. Of us don't have the whole book of Deuteronomy yeah. memorized. Um <laughs> So basically, there's this new generation who had been slaves, and and this is mainly towards the end of Deuteronomy chapter six. But they're they're talking to Moses, and they're saying, "How are we going to teach our kids? They're not listening. You know, we they need to know the rules, is basically." And the answer here is, well, you don't tell them the rules; you tell them how 
your life has been changed through what God's done for you. You tell them the stories of being slaves. And be through this, that's when the scripture comes alive. Just like, you know, someone could read us, you know, John 15. But if Jeff's saying about being in this hard time and abide came alive to him, then these Israelites who, who had been in slavery, who had lived horrible lives and were freed by the power of God, you tell your kids how, what, wh- how God changed, how God set you free, and that's why we live the way we do. We live mm. this way because of what God's done in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's when it becomes alive to us. That's when it becomes real. Yeah. You know, um, so I know I just I love Deuteronomy chapter six. I think about it with my kids. I think about how we tell stories. We're not just telling these random stories that we're saying because of God this happened. And then we and then Scripture meets these things, and mm-hmm. you know, and it becomes this fuller picture of of how how God meets us where we're at, how God speaks to us, mm-hmm. and how God does things in our lives. Yeah. Yeah, it starts so big and, yeah. and kind of theological and doctrinal, right? Hero mm-hmm. Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Yeah. Which we yeah. can, well, yeah. let's yeah. start a master's program to try to understand right. that. <laughs> right, right. But it ends with, you know, yeah. Yeah. are you talking about this when you get up? Mm-hmm. When you lay down, when you right. stay in, when you go out? Yeah. Is it on your lips? Right. Yeah. Um, so good. So good. And that's that only happens when you've been, yeah. like, transformed. Yeah, uh, and how are you talking about it, right? Like, mm. it's not just, we used to be slaves, now we're not, but but let's c- incorporate, you know, the God of Israel has done these things, oh. you know, and he's leading us, you know, and yeah. telling us these things, so, yeah. 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 Yeah, so even within the Torah, mm-hmm. even within the first section of the scriptures, you have the scriptures referring to themselves, don't forget the yes. scripture, <laughs> right? There's this sort of like... <laughs> Go moving through it, right, right, and you right. move forward into like the Psalms, and the Psalms are doing all the yeah, same things. Yeah, yeah. They're call, they're callbacks, they're yeah. hyperlinks, they're however you want to talk about right. that. Like, yeah. um, connect that sort of interconnectedness yeah. within the text. Yeah, because apparently we forget a lot. I yeah. mean, that's all I can think of because we're. I mean, I think that's why it's so important to keep, we keep returning to the scriptures when we're hearing from God to make sure that we know the voice that we're hearing. Is God's voice, you right? Know? right. So, oh yeah, there's. Um, so I was kind of looking at this, and one of the things when Jesus sort of picks up all of this stuff and is, you know, he's um, in like the Lord's prayer, so he's literally teaching people to pray. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and um, and you can find like it's evident that he's not quoting but that the words of the prophet, so like Isaiah 29, three mm-hmm. says, you know, the, uh, for when he sees his children, the work of my hands in his midst, they will sanctify my name. They will sanctify the Holy one of Jacob. So, or they will hallow his name. Right. Right. Um, and, um, there's this like there, I mean, it's, it's kind of all through there. Um, but there are these echoes of, of the prophets there are these echoes of the scriptures of the Psalms again and again and again in the way that he just speaks. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you go to the Beatitudes and it's like blessed are the meek. And then you're reading through the old Testament. You're like, Oh, there it says blessed are the meek. That's weird. I thought Jesus wrote that. (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) Like, and, and so, and like, where did he get that? Mm -hmm. 
like Jesus, of, I mean, yes, the word, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Who was behind all yeah, of it. Yeah. But also Jesus, the boy in Nazareth, yeah. was learning and praying all and those learning, things yeah. and memorizing them mm-hmm. and yeah. hearing them from the lips of his mother. Right, right. And he's modeling this to us, you know, like like he's continuing to go back to the source and, you know, and yeah. And I, I don't know, I, 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 I wonder if we get too cool for the Bible sometimes, <laughs> you know, if we don't want to seem weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, or, or sometimes we get immune. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe the word's immune. Like, you know, like, oh, yeah, I know that. I know that. I know that phrase. It almost feels like a cliche. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. you know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, or we want to we read stuff about the Bible but not read the Bible. Uh-huh. Oh, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm guilty. Like, oh, let me hear uh-huh. what this is saying about this. But maybe I Which is the same impulse as how much of it can I read? Right. Totally. <laughs> you totally, know, rather yeah. than yes. can I stay here yeah. until it does what it needs to do? Yeah, I think it can be a little bit of wanting the knowledge without having the um, the life changing mm-hmm. power. You know, we can we can know, but not know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that what? Well, yeah, what John Wesley said about the Methodists in America. <laughs> he said, I, "The thing I fear is they're they're going to have the doctrine and not the power." Yeah, yeah. That they're going to have the, you know, the right. method. Right. That they're going to have. Um, article 10, the doctrine right. of holiness or yeah. all of the stuff that like makes you distinctive or different or mm-hmm. makes you the best church. Right. Right. And not have the power and the spirit mm-hmm. and the kind of like, yeah. you could insert any denomination. Oh, there right yeah, now totally. Too, you know yeah, what I mean? Like confessing like, our like, own. Yeah, totally. Like <laughs> I, I wasn't asking. Yeah. Yeah. The Nazarenes don't. Yeah. But you know, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's true. We can have all that knowledge and be that clanging, symbol you know because mm. we're not we're not embracing it we're not um we c- you, you can have lots of intellectual knowledge without mm-hmm. knowing it in your heart so all right so to switch tracks a little bit okay. but as a pastor mm-hmm. somebody comes to you and says how do i make sure i'm not a clanging symbol what do we do um well there's i think it would depend on the situation <laughs> like trying to think. <laughs> it's know. not like a set answer but I mean, I really... It's me, Angela. I know. It's going to sound... And this, this stuff sounds cliche, but I am a big um, fan of the love of God. Mm. Like, how are you, like, loving your community? How are you loving others? How are you um, living not just um, not just what the words that come out of your mouth, but how, what does your life look like? Mm. Um, I mean, I think about... Um, this idea that I know we're Christians for our love, you know, and I just feel like it's powerful. I think... And it's easy in this day and age to, there's lots of key words that we kind of have watered down to mean different things. And even love is like been cheapened so much, but the love of God, I mean, that is just the ultimate. And I mean, are you listening? Are you doing, I mean, I see people in my community who I see sacrificially loving one another who are going without so someone else can have you know, and, and like, oh, you're, you're, you're living the gospel. You're living it. So, yeah, it's, it's tricky, right? We all have our own pitfalls, mm-hmm. and I think people, it depends also where you're at in this journey. You know, a lot of times if you're newer to the faith, um, things are black and white, but then sometimes people who are new to the faith preach to me because yeah. they're like, well, why aren't we praying about this situation? Right. You know, like things right. like that. So, 
they see that side yeah. of it so clearly. Yeah. Hmm. I, yeah. I don't know how, um, I mean, what do you do to stay humble? What do you do to make sure that you're not just going through the, that you just don't know the theological answer, but that you're actually like listening and humble enough to know you're wrong or I don't know what, mm -hmm. it, um, mm -hmm. not assume that just because you think this, that you have it all figured out. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it seems like the common thread in everything you're saying is like, there's an element of vulnerability and mm -hmm. risk Yeah. and being willing to be hurt. You say like sacrificial love, like mm -hmm. that sacrificial love is like giving to the point of pain mm -hmm. Yeah. or maybe past it. Right, but right. then it's also like, yeah. I could do that and get rejected. Mm -hmm. Like I could, right, give deeply of myself and have somebody not write a thank you card, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or like, time. or yeah. actually appreciate it. Right, right. You know, just think like, well, that's what you do. Right, right. Um, and to be able to rest, I, I don't know. I mean, in these are the moments where it's like only Jesus can meet that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that need. I know. I, I think a lot of times I have to remind myself that it's I'm just responsible for obeying Jesus. Mm. And it, it may look who knows what people think I'm doing or think you're doing or, you know, but I know that when I know that I have done what Jesus needed me to do in a situation or what he's asked of me to do, then I'm OK. Hmm. And I think. I mean, that gets to the whole approval of man or whatever, yeah. you know, but I don't know. Um, I think checking our hearts, you know, I know I try to keep um, like also Wesley small accounts, short accounts, mm -hmm. I should say, um, just c continually seeking, asking God to like examine my heart, make sure that my theological knowledge isn't more important than my relationship with him or um, being right is not the most, <laughs> you know, you're just saying you're, you're so right, you're wrong. Where yeah. it's like, it's <laughs> like sometimes it's not it's worth having an argument with someone over something that it just doesn't matter. Yeah. You should when you can love them, or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. So, a couple suggestions. Okay. If people are gonna pray, mm -hmm. the scriptures. Um, my thoughts. You can tell me. You can. <laughs> correct or push back or anything but i would always tell people to begin and end <laughs> with the psalms and the gospels um okay. i yeah. like they feel to me well not just they feel to me like that's actually where the church for two thousand years has focused yeah. its attention yeah um and said like this is the prayer book of the church mm -hmm. this is christ in word form yeah. right is what the gospels are um and and so we can trust, uh, I mean, all of it's the word of God, mm -hmm. but there's a difference between, you know, reading Proverbs or, you know, getting deep in the weeds in like mm -hmm. Romans 10 or 11 yeah. and kind of trying to follow an argument right, right. versus I'm going to like, I'm going to actually sit in this story. Yeah. Um, and, and it kind of short, especially some of the, the stories that are so simple, like the road to Emmaus, mm -hmm. short circuits some of our analytical yeah. um, stuff and just asks us to meet, to encounter. Yeah. Um, and even just, um, especially the Gospels for me, the way that we see the character of Jesus, we see how he lives, we mm. see what he says. I love the Psalms too, but I think even those have got to inform how we read the Psalms, yeah. everything, you know. I mean, 
I could handpick my psalms on a certain right. day. Like yeah. this week, I was reading Psalms three about you know kicking people's teeth in. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> maybe maybe that's not maybe that's not the one I need to be praying for someone that day or whatever. Or, but I do know, also know that I can say all those things to God. Yeah. Right? You know, so that's that's part of what I love about it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like I like to pretend I'm somebody who doesn't right. think that or feel that. <laughs> Like that I, oh, I don't have a vengeful bone in my body. And right. then I read Psalm 3 and I've got like eight names <laughs> <laughs> like lined up just in the wings. It's just Bible. There's yeah, like who needs dental Bible. work today? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and it, and it, I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's convicting in one sense, mm-hmm. but it's also like the Psalm transforms that feeling into what it ought to be. Right. Absolutely. And yeah. I don't have the capacity on my own to transform it. But when I can yeah. pray that Psalm truthfully, I can take all of that, you know, yeah, the um, <laughs> baby's heads and, oh and all of it. Like it's and, and <laughs> Angela's checking her watch to see if we have enough time. Turning phone off. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, can we actually get into this? Um, but I, I like even the most intense sort of images mm-hmm. are um, their invitations to bring like my deep anxiety and fear and and frustration and sadness mm-hmm. to the Lord. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, if I'm pairing that with the Psalm or with the gospels rather, it's like, then I actually watch him mm-hmm. encounter people who are in the midst of that, you know? Yeah. Um, I know it's, there's something powerful that there's nothing off limits to God. Yeah. You know, even when we're just like so done, right? but we can take it to him and, and he, he, w- he's going to redeem it. Mm-hmm. He's going to, mm-hmm. um, he can he can soak all that in and just um, hmm. do good things with it. Like you know, it changes our heart. I, I can bring some really heavy things. And it's like, yeah. okay, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I hear myself when I'm saying these things to God too. Right. And, and I'm, I'm like, and because I'm, because I know His character. Because we've you know we we've seen how Jesus is, and uh-huh. um, I think sometimes we're like. I know what you're gonna say, God. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Right. I don't want to say it because I know what the response right. is gonna I be. I know where we're, I know where yeah. we're headed with this. I know, yeah. especially when you've been following Jesus for a while, you're like, okay, I know where we're going. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, and then sometimes we don't want to say the thing that's really deeply on our heart mm-hmm. because we think it's so bad. Right. But honestly, like if you've sat with people in those moments where mm-hmm. they actually say it, it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Pr- that seems pretty mm-hmm. human. Yeah, and you know what? And, it and I'm pretty sure Jesus prayed that prayer. <laughs> well, and it also loses its power. Right. When you speak it out, you're like, okay, I don't want to say it. But first of all, God already knows it all. So, but when you're just being able to give that to him, yeah, yeah it's it's just powerful. That's good. So a couple things to wrap up, maybe, um, as we, especially as we pray kind of scripture in community. Um, you know, I, I think the Psalms and the Gospels are a good, good place to mm-hmm. point people to. But really, the idea there is, what is revealing the heart and character of God? Mm-hmm. And um, so let that be some kind of guide. Um, we know that all of Scripture does it, but sometimes some <laughs> some parts of Scripture need a little more interpretation. <laughs> so the less interpretation, the better. Um, and then um, when we pray Scripture in community, and that's what's so beautiful about Lectio Divina, about mm-hmm. you know DBJ groups, when you've got Disciple by Jesus groups. You've got people who are hearing you, and when you're willing to risk, yeah, what Jesus is really saying to you um, through the scriptures, and it, it it does that thing of kind of like my week. I'm going to be a week in an area that you're not, 
Mm-hmm. And so together, you know, we're mm-hmm. able to to build something that's a little bit more Christ-like. Um, and and then I see, like, as I interact with people, I actually see Christ in them, right? Like, mm-hmm. they are the image of God. Yeah. And yeah. so as they speak to me, I'm okay. able to, al- my defenses go down. Yeah. Because it's a human being who is Christ's image speaking to me. I'm glad you touched on the idea of also how, I, f- I forgot about the part of Lectio Divina where we kind of just share together after mm-hmm. the experience. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we uh, just this, this idea of community and it's been interesting because like it'll be one little passage and there'll be maybe there'll be 10 of us and we have 10 different words. <laughs> like We're like, yeah. what word spoke to you? And it's just beautiful to see the way people will open and, and God will just be taking one person to one area and it's all real mm. it's all authentic but someone else he's speaking into it to a different way so yeah i feel like i i should have actually include that because that's been really powerful as we share how god has been stirring our hearts right yeah so and that's why you listen to the end of the podcast because otherwise <laughs> exactly you would have never got you this <laughs> it's like the easter egg right yeah <laughs> after the credits yeah <laughs> we'll tell you the secret yeah <laughs> so no it's so good i i i'd encourage you i know your pastors want to pray with you. <laughs> your mm-hmm. leaders want to pray with you. Yeah. Um, and um, it's something that um, that's so necessary to a vital and growing church. And mm-hmm. so um, just I encourage all of you listeners to, um, to find ways to pray the scriptures, to find ways to pray the scriptures by yourself and with people um, who are yeah. also seeking Christ. And I would also s- just want to add, yeah. if you can – give yourself space after you pray the scriptures. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Don't let it become your to-do list or something you got to check off before you get to work. But I know it's hard. Our, t- our lives are all busy. But if you can give yourself these moments where let me just be quiet and hear what God wants to expand on or what God was trying to tell me this morning or what keeps, and I, even if it wasn't Lectio Divina, but maybe you just read your Bible that morning, mm-hmm. give yourself, like, with no agenda, no no petitions for God in those moments, mm. just sitting before in the presence of God and just seeing what he's going to reveal as an echo of the scriptures you read that day. So. Amen. That's like, I think we, I think we wrap it up there. 